0: I didn't know so many people actually around me were undergoing this process of personal transformation and were thinking much along the same lines that I was.
1: Hi, thank you for tuning into this episode of Imagine Human. It's your host, Morgan Moncada. In this episode, we are joined by Ray Ma, the co-founder of the Transformative Technology Academy, or TTA for short. Ray has a background in engineering and investing and is currently earning her master's at Harvard University. The TTA is a free online academy that provides specific education to entrepreneurs developing technologies at the intersection of mind and body to improve human potential. These include technologies impacting mental health, physical health, and cognition. Some interesting projects include wearable technologies that coach healthy sleep habits or train meditation via biofeedback. These past two months, the Transformative Technology Academy, or TTA, sponsored more than 400 entrepreneurs from more than 30 countries as part of the inaugural cohort. I was fortunate to be accepted to the Academy as part of the innovator track. Through the program, I experienced both business and product mentorship specific to transformative technology across software, hardware, and medical devices. This mentorship was provided via an active Slack chat community, co-founder networking discussions, and video conferences featuring investors, technologists, and successful entrepreneurs. I hope this conversation will shed light on the potential for transformative technology to improve our lives and combat increased rates of depression, loneliness, and anxiety across the globe. It's a pleasure to meet you, Ray, uh, officially. I've yeah. been a student in your online academy, and I've only kind of seen you through the Zoom video. But you have such an engaging <laughs> personality that I thought I would reach out and interview you for Imagine Human, because I think that the technology and the that you guys are featuring through this online academy, as well as your overall mission for the academy, are very much in line with. The social impact technologies that we love to feature so
0: yay thank you uh,
1: to get started <laughs> i'd love to know a little bit more about how do you define transformative technology um when what is the transformative technology academy that you are building with nicole
0: yeah so Thank you for asking that question and for giving me a chance to talk about it. Uh, So we have actually written up a whole blog post on transformative technologies. And, you know, Nicole has done a lot of work on that. Nicole Bradford, my co-founder, and she's really um, taken time to break it down into markets, into technologies, But effectively, if I had to use, you know, one sentence to summarize, it's really we're looking for exponential technologies um, that are or sorry, it should really should be like solutions that are using exponential technologies to solve the problems of mental health, emotional well-being and basically human joy. So after, uh, actually, there's a story behind that. So as we're thinking about how to market the academy, um, we consulted with many of our, you know, country managers, partners, sponsors, and of course, the greater, you know, entrepreneurial community. And those three pieces were the words that kept on getting repeated back to us as what the community believes is important. And we think they capture, um, you know, not maybe maybe not totally fully, but for the most part, they capture the spirit of what we're trying to do. So we're basically, I think you can think of the TTA, the Transformative Technology Academy, as sort of an online entrepreneurial program where we're trying to discover as well as help, uh, you know, grow the uh, startups that are being built in this space
1: so why uh why did you decide on tt how did you move from uh investing and working with accelerators on basically a wide swath of different um startup ideas how why, why personally about transformative technology resonated with you and why is it important for people to know about this or even care about it
0: yeah yeah so <laughs> a great question um as you noted i was previously working sort of in general technology so across all sectors you know like uh, e-commerce advertising SaaS businesses i would look at pretty much everything under the sun and when i decided to leave um, to try to start a fund with some other friends this is almost two years ago we had sort of this. We we sort of had a similar business model. Um, wanted to create something that was also uh, multi-sector. However. Um, and I think this is a story of my life. Um, this venture didn't particularly pan out, and when my business partners um, sort of dropped out, I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, decide either to continue because we were getting some traction with the remaining, um, you know, people who are remaining, or entirely drop the project and do something else on my own. And um, you know, I I thought about it really hard. And decided that actually, you know what, at the end of the day, there aren't that many startups I truly, truly want to spend the next decade plus of my life working with. So, uh, yeah. So if you're not familiar with venture funds, basically once you raise some money, you're sort of like locked up as an investor, you know, as as a general partner of the fund for at least you know, on paper, at least 10 years, but most likely 20 years. So I really thought hard about, okay, I was in my, you know, mid late 30s. um, What did I want to be doing when I was, you know, do I still want to be doing this exact thing throughout the next two decades? And I realized that actually, there were some businesses I was a lot more passionate about than others. And I tried to, um, you know, like, Boil it down into what are the actual things that really um, connect with me and that I would want to get uh, significantly better at, uh, you know, in terms of working with entrepreneurs and, and developing my own uh, skill set. And I discovered that it was primarily businesses that had this sort of social impact where it was really truly bringing meaning and happiness. Um, and happiness is, I know, is a little bit of a loose word. It can mean many things to many people, Um, uh, but, you know, sort of having this mental impact versus just delivering, you know, a a physical uh, good, and so I actually decided to then start my own journey and explore um, psychology, so I went and took a bunch of coursework on psychology. I'm actually Uh, enrolled in a graduate level program and 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 writing my thesis as we speak and this is a yeah this is a big departure from my prior education and you know work experience which was all in you know electrical engineering MBA etc so it was really a personal um, sort of discovery for me and When I met Nicole, I was sort of halfway through the program and was still really, really excited about the new things I was learning, and could see a lot of the potential for applying, uh, you know, what we like to call exponential technologies, to these um, learnings that I had and that you know are continually being discovered and uncovered in the, in the field of psychology, neuroscience, et cetera. And so that's what really changed me from being a, what you would call a generalist investor before, to now really being focused on transformative technologies.
1: During this process, what's kind of like a wow experience that kind of you remember as uh, paralleling this inflection point for you? where you were like, you either discovered something or you met someone and you were like, this is now my passion. This is where I need to be.
0: I think there were many, um, many wow moments, including meeting Nicole. And really, um, it was really interesting, by the way, like Nicole, I know she's been on your podcast before, but she used to live in China. And we somehow never met, even though we were there around the same time. Actually, a lot of expatriates um, end up meeting each other. And we, you know, later on, we discovered we share like a bunch of common friends. And we, I'm pretty sure we were probably even at the same events uh, at the same time. But we both had this experience where we discovered uh, Vipassana meditation and how that really changed our lives and how um, we became much more aware of, uh, you know, the maybe internal world versus just, the external world and how we really wanted to apply the existing business skills we had. So for her, she has, you know, great business and operational and gaming industry experience. And for me, generalist investment experience, we wanted to apply that to uh, this new field. So meeting her was definitely like very, I, I think we like talked for, I don't know, three plus hours or something when we first met and just could not stop like talking about our plants to start the academy i didn't know so many people actually around me were undergoing this process of personal transformation and were thinking much along the same lines that i was and and this is like multiple people but like greater than a handful uh, of people I met that were really like had done some work, you know, and were um, so helpful and so generous with their time as soon as I started you know talking about well, what I was working on. So those were really great moments that you know still I find my heart warmed by them when I think about it. Um, and then of course for me also because I did go the education route, I think that for me it was really eye-opening to take, um, some of the classes and learn, uh, especially like neuroscience class and understand a lot more about the brain. Um, there were definitely wow moments there. Um, I specifically took a dopamine, uh, seminar actually precisely because I was like, wow! I'm reading in all the media that, you know, tech is evil and like all these tech apps are trying to give you dopamine, um, jolts of dopamine and this is how they're creating addiction I really want to understand if that's true you know so uh, yeah going into class and learning learning what we know as um you know the scientific community understands about that was really interesting as
1: well what's your takeaway from from that specifically
0: um, that it's probably um, that is an oversimplification. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not really how our brain works. Um, that being said, I could understand the metaphor the press is trying to go after and it is important to understand that it is true from at least a startup perspective, because I have been, you know, I've been on the side where we are contributing um you know whether giving startups advice or actually consulting them specifically on creating these you know quote-unquote addictive behaviors um but it's really not like a scientifically tight (laughs) description of what's going on
1: yeah Yeah, i mean the the dopamine pathway is linked to many things that we do throughout the day Uh, it's it's essential for our survival so Mm -hmm. saying you know that this particular application or instance is taking advantage of it um, kind of undermines its usefulness I mean the dopamine pathway is useful it gives us motivation to do anything really to some degree Um, (laughs) whether that's like getting up and eating or like going to the gym and exercising um, in addition to a variety of neurotransmitters. but uh, so th- I mean that's a really interesting journey and I've I've actually you know experienced something similar whenever I've talked about mental health and it wasn't something at all that I even found a value when I was in undergrad or for the vast majority of my life. I thought that the stigma associated with mental health, didn't apply no. to me it was you know mm-hmm. a disorder it, it was um something when your brain went wrong and as I've mm-hmm. grown older and matured I realized that mental health is just as important as your physical health and that exercising mm-hmm. your mind and learning how to control the way that you think is similar to having the discipline of going to the gym a few times a week but yes. the vast majority of our world doesn't appreciate that so My question for you is how are you trying to overcome the stigma of mental health, which I believe still does exist when someone says, Mm -hmm. oh, I have anxiety problems or I see a therapist or I see a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. How do you believe that TTA is kind of, redefining mental health uh, and I you know I love that you're describing it as transformative technology rather than Mm -hmm. oh mental health or like specifically emotional well-being because it's a lot more than that it's a whole Mm -hmm. mind-body process Mm -hmm. that you're kind of Mm -hmm. integrating together
0: yeah yeah we're trying to be very inclusive I mean I think um, there's something like 12 or 14 verticals uh, that Nicole has outlined, but even, you know, even beyond those 14, I think we were, at least when we're emitting, um teams and entrepreneurs into the academy, we were quite fluid in how we're defining, right? So uh, like an example would be like sleep tech. Yeah.
1: That's something
0: that Nicole's um, put in there that I think is quite important that we don't necessarily realize, right? Like the, um, I think it's getting a lot more attention, but the interaction between sleep and like you said, emotional well-being, et cetera. And by the way, there there were like at least a handful of TTA um, companies working on that. Um, for us, I think the or, the way I see uh, myself as being contributing to this process, as you said, of uh, making it better and less stigmatized, et cetera, is number one, we are um, trying to really create the – I think having the language of uh, having maybe a new language, actually, like you said, we're choosing the words transformative tech, Yeah. um, but having a whole new language around how do you talk about the industry in a way that is easy for people, uh, both entrepreneurs, users, as well as investors to understand um, and maybe using new words that aren't so heavily loaded, Uh, I think is one of the things we're trying to do and that's why we have all this curriculum and as you know as a participant, we do require that you, you know, finish the curriculum before you can even be part of our um, alumni community is because we want people to have that shared language and we want to sort of um, spread this language um, and also the mission and the vision. As for um, the TTA specifically, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to build the community so that people Uh, entrepreneurs who are working on these things can connect with each other but then we're also trying to surface some of the most interesting projects so we can pull in more investment capital because that is definitely something that I've seen is relatively speaking not as uh, not in the scale that I think this sector deserves or needs Mm -hmm. um, at this moment. And also that happens to be my expertise. So getting um, more and more companies um, in front of investors, making sure that they're ready and getting, um, giving them the advice, um, the mentorship, the resources that could help them get to that next level, um, I think is, is what I see TTA as really doing in addition to uh earlier what I said about building in the community and having something that is um self-perpetuating right we're trying to have chapter leaders uh because by the way um, we had people from 69 different countries so um that was it was more than we expected certainly um people from every continent um but we want to sort of keep that momentum going because especially for something like this we think it's a global problem that requires a global solution and um you know it it, it doesn't need to be uh um, Divided between developing countries and developed countries.
1: Yeah, I mean, ideally, all these solutions that are being and I I saw many of them during the academy when I was interacting with some of the other uh, students was Mm -hmm. that they the applications for most of them are worldwide and the ambitions of the founders are to. Spread their technology and their mission to as many people as possible. So it seems uh, synergistic, I think, with the academy itself and the international um, cohort that, you know, yeah. their user base, but also the founders that they're working with are all so diverse. Um, and they also mm-hmm. come from different expertise areas and they know different markets. Um, but following that how are you understanding the global problem now that you've been working with so many diverse entrepreneurs and what is what are the stakes if these technologies don't make it if there wasn't something like TTA what is like the worst case scenario and what is the best case scenario
0: well the best case scenario is easy right the best case scenario is that you know we really develop this into a f- into a, um, I guess you can call it like a sector or technology of influence and of importance and relevance as much as like you, if you think about these days, like 10 years ago, fintech didn't really occupy people's minds as much as it does today. But now everyone's like, oh, I understand that. I want to invest in it. This is really important this solves a problem, right? And we want to be able to do the same thing with TTs so that hopefully in uh, a few years, hopefully not as long as 10 years, uh, people have the same awareness, right? And people attribute to it the same sort of importance. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm realistic and I understand that we still operate within capitalist you know, an environment that is, you know, economically based. So um, I do also hope that people see the business opportunity in it. Um, But for us as the operators and um, instigators of the program, we are much more interested in the social impact. And I think the downside is if, if we don't, not like just me and Nicole, but like as a society focus on this, I think that, You already see a lot of the issues um, that's arising out of, um, you know, lack of focus on the missions and goals of TT, the mental health, emotional well-being, human joy, right? If you are only making products and services that focus on these other metrics and not really um, taking into account, some of them have negative effects, uh, maybe right on um, the on human happiness, um, then you get a world where right now I think I saw that uh, for the first time. Um, maybe not the first time, but there there are at least two different countries, U.S. and U.K., where I see like unprecedented levels of loneliness.
1: Um, in the U.K., they now allow doctors to prescribe activities for mm-hmm. elderly who are lonely because they believe they're now considering loneliness, uh, or a risk for yeah. mental health disorders. And mm-hmm. I was on the phone with my mom who, and you know, she's kind of an empty nester now that I'm, and mm-hmm. all the kids are, are gone. And mm-hmm. she was telling me how, how lonely she is and how mm. she, she actually, she's, she likes to study for her medical exams. And She Mm -hmm. tells me that part of her enjoyment is just interacting with other people online. And it's beautiful that technology has kind of created this window or gateway bridging people from all over the world. And she's Mm -hmm. talking with medical students and nurses from all around the world and collaborating with them, learning from them, Mm -hmm. um, and maintaining these friendships with them. So I'm thankful for technologies like Skype but I'm also worried at the same time that mm-hmm. it might not be enough and that you still need that physical connection with others. You still need to leave your house and go in and get out into the world and expose yourself to something that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but at the end of the day is extremely rewarding.
0: Yeah, well, that's and, that, and that's for senior citizens, but you see the same reports and Ah, you know, similar trends, at least, I don't know if they're the same percentages amongst young people as well, who do have more access, or are at least more familiar with some of the technologies you mentioned, but are still suffering from, you know, what's being called epidemic levels of loneliness, which probably, again, I'm not, maybe not being super scientific, and in going down this route, but, you know, could be contributing to some of the other social problems we have, including the opioid crisis, et cetera, right? So, um, again, I think people are studying this and will know, uh, but I think, I think, you know, for us as organizers of the TTA, we want to support entrepreneurs who are making it a priority that no matter what product they, they are making, that one of their core KPIs is, Uh, mental health, emotional well-being and human joy.
1: How would you define metrics for current existing companies as well as newly formed companies that are specifically focused on TT?
0: I think for companies that are specifically focused on TT, we have a bunch in the cohort that are where, you know, the thing they are measuring is some aspect of well-being, right? Whether or not it's uh, sensors or software that is literally you know, measuring and a reduction, for example, in certain uh, stress, um, you know, stress uh, symptoms that could be detected, or whether it's, you know, just asking a subjective survey, and you are just inputting whether or not you have, you're feeling better. Um, or maybe it's usage-based, because they believe their product does lead to a better well-being, and they're just measuring how many um, minutes that their users are using the service as a proxy for how much um, they're reducing sort of overall maybe anxiety or or whatever other thing they're trying to um, alleviate. Uh, I think one thing that you did mention that that I should mention here is that while the cohort was really only for companies where this already, this sort of priority on, uh, you know, well-being as a KPI already exists. We did also put in programming um, that was probably more relevant to um, other companies as well. So uh, one of our primary partners with uh, was with Evolution, and Evolution is a coaching company that helps entrepreneurs um, get. Uh, do their own personal transformation, right, as well as those for their team. So as you mentioned, they work with companies like Slack, which doesn't really necessarily have well-being as a, you know, like KPI for their end product. But they incorporated a lot of the teachings, um, you know, of good management and good product design, et cetera, for their for their own team, so that their own team, right, as you said, could feel that they're part of um, a, you know, they're they're part of a pleasant work environment, um, and where the, you know, leadership for, if I just can put it super tritely, is is enlightened, you know, or cares. Uh, etc. So uh, that that was also part of the curriculum. And that was something we did want everyone to be able to take away. And when we tried also really hard to make it um, relevant, not to just people who are doing teams, but, uh, you know, a good amount of people in TTA were actually aspiring entrepreneurs who are still maybe full time employed somewhere, um, but were part time working on projects and maybe didn't have a big team um to manage yet uh but you could apply a lot of the same things to your own um self right and become more self-aware like one of the exercises was um finding your um what shadow fears or whatever it was right and and coming to terms with that and and learning to deal with that before you go and try to design a product because we firmly believe that you make who you are so you have to sort of focus on um who you are as a person before you go and try to put that vision into a business plan.
1: Yeah, and I love what I think, I think it was Allie from Mm -hmm. Slack when she talked about how important customer service Mm -hmm. was to the company and how if you can make someone's day um, simply by giving them great customer service. Mm -hmm then you can really impact them and impact their enjoyment or I guess mental well-being <laughs> relative to your product. Yeah. But it almost yeah. seems like uh, an intuitive path of growth for many technology companies, as they already are user-focused, mm-hmm. to become um, even more mindful. It's almost uh, in tandem with corporate social responsibility for these different companies. Mm-hmm to mm-hmm. be thinking about these things. And you see it at Apple, you see it at Google as they incorporate transformative technology with how they uh, uh, cultivate the growth of their own employees mm-hmm. in addition to the work that they're doing um, outside. So, you know, uh, Apple now has the screen time mm-hmm. uh, feature where you can see yeah. how you're seeing with different applications. And that shows greater mindfulness from these different technology companies to, uh, the mental well-being or the emotional well-being of their end consumers, even if it might sacrifice short-term profits. But I think it it shifts it towards the longer-term gains of he- happier and healthier uh, customers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I was very surprised that they did that so quickly, but I think it's such a great example. Uh, of course, I'm sure there's you know, it's not hurting their bottom line too much by doing that, but it's it's really helpful. And I definitely uh, consult uh, my own statistics to make sure I'm not, you know, overusing my phone.
1: Rounding out the conversation for listeners that might be interested in starting a TT company or learning more about the Transformative Tech Academy um, Mm -hmm. and getting involved, what do you recommend for them do where can they start today and maybe you can talk a little bit more about the conference that is upcoming
0: yeah sure so we have an annual conference this year's is uh next week actually november 9th and 10th in palo alto Uh, we will be live streaming it so for those of you who cannot attend in person please um go to the conference website and we'll be uh, uploading the live stream there. But the conference is going to be focused on the newest uh, research and trends in transformative technologies. We'll have a bunch of people presenting from both startups as well as academia. And we'll be featuring actually uh, six or seven of the uh, TTA companies as well in the cohort. So, um, and I think... For if, if you're interested in this space, that would be a great place to start. Uh, we also have um, you know a repository of information now. If you just go to our website, which is ttacademy.co, and you can see, um, for example, some of the markets. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can think of it as sort of market landscapes, That Nickel has done um, over the past three, four years. Um, And then we will, we we also are pretty transparent about, um, you know, the participants in the academy. If you want to be part of the academy, uh, we will be running the program again, most likely next year. Um, that is a very interactive experience, and since you went through it, you, you can you can probably say that yeah, like you you meet some people. Uh, of course, a lot of it is over Slack, and then you you have to follow up more outside you know our official Slack channels. But you do. to interact with a lot of the people who might be interested in the same things that you are and we had people from you know like you said hardcore neuroscience to sort of uh, much more um people-based interventions like coaching or whatever and uh however if you can't wait until next year and you want to get your hands on um some of the content we've created uh right now you can email us. We're still trying to figure out um, how to you know, incorporate new people um, into the program right now, but we're most likely going to allow people to sort of self-study and then um, self-study the content and uh, join one of the chapters when we launch them. So we're in the process of doing that. Uh, if you want to email us, you hear this podcast and you're really interested, just email us at team at tta. At ttacademy.co, so that's T E A M at ttacademy.co.
1: Great, thank you. And what is next for you personally? Where are your personal ambitions surrounding the TTA Academy um, and the broader vision for it?
0: Yeah, so we'll definitely be working on V two, so iterating on. We got a lot of really good feedback, um, and. We have uh, a report that we're now producing. We hope to launch it by end of January with uh, our partners, as well as like Deloitte. Um, We're going to be launching a much more in-depth report of everything that we've learned from everyone uh, during the Academy, what everyone's working on and where we see the opportunities as well as the obstacles. Uh, So that's definitely going to take up the next few months. Um, And then after that, we'll see where it goes.
1: Great. Great. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Ray, and sharing your background and your great work that you're doing with the TTA Academy to bring mindfulness, transformative technology, and emotional well-being to the masses at scale through this innovative approach.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thanks to everyone listening.
1: As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Imagine Human. Please share the episode with any friends or family interested in mental health or transformative technology. If you or a loved one is struggling with mental health issues, I encourage you to discover mental health organizations and support groups in your area by simply Googling mental health resources. The Transformative Tech Conference is sold out. But you can still attend virtually via the live stream linked in the show notes at ImagineHuman.com. There you will find additional links to the TTA website, the 35-page technology brief, and Ray's blog post, Don't Just Make Something People Want, Make Something People Need. If you like this content, please check out Imagine Human Episode 4, featuring Ray's co-founder, Nicole Bradford, who shares her mission to scale meditation for 1 billion people by 2025. Also check out our latest episode, episode 9, featuring Scott Koenig, a neuroscience doctoral student discussing morality. We are grateful to our listeners who have provided feedback on previous episodes. We look forward to iterate going forward to deliver you engaging and intellectually stimulating content. For additional feedback, or if you would like to get connected with any of our guests, including Ray, please reach out to Morgan or Iris directly via social media or email us at imaginehuman17 at gmail.com. Thank you.